Hey there, this is Dustin McLean. And Allie McLean. And we're pumped that you're joining with us today. And if you're a part of our Purpose Church family, whether in person or online, we'd love to connect with you via social media at ourpurpose.church on all social media outlets. And on our website at www.ourpurpose.church. We can get you plugged into a group, other giving options, and an opportunity to connect with the Purpose family all across Western Kentucky. And we hope today's message encourages you and inspires you. And so let's jump into the message. Well, come on, Purpose Church. Is there anybody in this facility that's excited about the name of Jesus today? I love that. I love that. I'll just tell you, it's like Catholic Church in here because she just had you seated, but I'm going to have you stand on your feet right now. I'm, I, I wanna, just want to start off today and start off this new year, new home, same purpose, doing the same things we've always done. We want to stand in honor of God's Word. I love that. I love being able to do that. And I don't know of any better time uh, to just start as far as speaking to you than just start with Scripture. I love my church. I'm glad you're here. I'm so thankful for you. But I want to let God's Word speak to us today. And I'm so excited about what God is going to do. Anybody expecting God to do something today? Anybody expecting God to move? I am. So I need you, I always tell you I'm ADHD, so I need you to kind of lean in a little bit. I need you to kind of pay attention to help me preach this today. But we're going to be in Matthew chapter 4, uh, and it's a story. I was just reading, uh, I, I'm, I read through the Bible for the first time in my life this last year. And uh, I started again with some friends this week, and uh, this thing jumped off of the page to me as I was reading it. It's in Matthew chapter 4, uh, and it's in verse 18, and we're going to read that. Uh, it's going to be up on here on this giant screen behind me if you don't have a Bible. But I'm going to read it from this Bible that I have right here. I'm reading out the NLT version. And this is what the Bible says. If you're ready for God's word, say, I'm ready. I like it. Here's what it says. Matthew chapter 4. If I can get to the right page right there. There it is. Okay, it says this. One day, somebody shout one day. As Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, also called Peter, and Andrew. And they were throwing a net into the water, for they fished for a living. Thank you, Matthew, for that little note right there, right? They fished for a living. They're throwing a net in the water. I like that. And Jesus called out to them. Watch what he says. He says, come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And watch what happens. They left their nets at once. Somebody shout, at once. At once, and they followed Jesus. A little further up the shore sat two other brothers, James and John, sitting in a boat with their father, Zebedee. It's a great name right there. I like that. Repairing their nets. Watch what happens. Jesus, he called to them, and and he called to them too. And they immediately, somebody shout immediately. They immediately followed him, leaving the boat and their father's their father behind. Watch what else it goes on to say in verse 23. Jesus traveled throughout the region of Galilee, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And watch what happens as Jesus is doing that. He's preaching, he's teaching, and it says this, and he healed every kind of disease and illness. And watch what happens because of who Jesus was, because of the power that he had, and because of the encounters that were happening with Jesus. Look what happened. News about him spread as far as Syria. And what began to happen after that, people soon began bringing him all who were sick. Somebody say all. All who were sick. And whatever their sickness, whatever their disease, or if they were demon-possessed or epileptic or paralyzed, watch what Jesus did. He healed them all. I love that. Large crowds followed him wherever he went. People from Galilee, the ten towns, Jerusalem, and all over Judea and from the east of the Jordan. I just thought it'd be great to start talking to us today, very first Sunday in our new facility, talking about the reason why we even have a facility. You know why it is? It's because of Jesus. And we want to be a 
church that's all about Jesus, it's all for Jesus. And so today, when you sit down and you got that note taker sheet in your in your lap, I want you to write down the title of today's message is Jesus is our point. Jesus is our point. And let's do this. When we stretch our hands towards heaven, let's just pray and ask for God's Holy Spirit to be in here as we listen to his word. God, thank you for today. Thank you for this special time as a church that we get to gather. And man, we just get to lift up your name, Jesus. Thank you so much that a place that was busted and broken and didn't have a lot of hope, but a lot of people passed by it, yet you saw that it would become a church for people to experience hope and healing in Jesus' name. And so today, we just invite you into this place. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Do what only you can do. Speak to us as only you can. It's in Jesus' powerful, awesome, mighty, magnificent name that we pray. And everybody said, amen, amen. Come on, can we give God the loudest five seconds of praise that we've given them all week long? Come on, y'all can do better than that. Give it up for King Jesus. I love it. I love it. Once you high five four people and say, Jesus is our point. Jesus is our point. And you can have a seat. You can have a seat. You can have a seat. I like it. I like it. I like it. I know um, that we got people watching online. We got people listening on the podcast. We're really grateful for you. Really glad that they are uh, tuning in with us today. And I'll just tell you. Uh, I am so excited that you're in the room. I'm so excited that you're here, and I can't wait to bring this message to you. I hope uh, God is going to speak. I believe God is going to speak to you and encourage you today. How many of y'all, really quick, this is an all-skate. I want everybody to participate, okay? How many of y'all have ever missed the point? Anybody out there? You ever missed? Where are all the fellas at? Let me hear you say, hey. Where are all the ladies at? Let me hear you say, hey. All right, good. All right. Really quick, how many of y'all can just agree really fast? Ladies, have you ever been trying to tell your husband something and he just don't get it? Come on, all the women in the house say amen, right? Y'all know, I know Allie, if she could have this microphone, she'd be like, all the time, right? Like, because what happens is your boy, again, is a little ADHD. And so what begins to happen a lot in my life is like just, I miss the point. And let's be honest, what happens a lot of times is that happens when I'm going to Walmart. Come on, somebody. Or I'm going to the Kroger's with an S. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if I have to go to Kroger, your boy gets ADHD walking up in there, and I'm getting everything that I, I got 48 things in the cart, and none of them are what Allie sent me to the grocery to get. Come on. Anybody ever been there, right? And I get home, and I'm like, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I missed the point, right? I missed the whole point of going uh, to the grocery store for you, babe, and I'm really sorry about that. Um, uh, but, but I'll just tell you, uh, a lot of times what happens is, is we can miss the point, and what begins to happen is as we miss that point, what can sometimes, there's some real consequences sometimes. I get, you know, I don't get exactly what we need at the grocery. We can't fix exactly what we thought we were going to do. But I think so many times also in life is that, it, even in church world, is that we can also miss the point. I think uh, sometimes what begins to happen in our life is that if we're not careful, we can move into a new facility. Praise God for this place. We can look around and be like, man, look, we've arrived. No, 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 we haven't. That's not the goal. Like, the building is not the goal. It's the goal is to take Jesus' name and make it famous wherever we want to go, wherever he calls us to go. But I think so many times we can get so focused on something that we miss the point entirely, that we miss the point altogether, which, again, I want to just challenge us as we start this new season as a church. Again, the last chapter, we're so thankful for what God has done at Callaway County Middle School, and we have honored their their staff and their teachers and the board 
Board of Education that gave us a shot when we were starting a couple years ago. I'm so thankful for that. But as we start this next season, again, we can get into a place and we can say, you know what? Now the point is the building. Now the point is all this other stuff. But that's not it, all right? Because I want us to know that there's a difference between the process and how we do something and the point of why we do it, right? I think we got to realize that. I think that's something that we, uh, so many times in church world, what we can do is we can get married to the way that we do it more than the reason why we do it, right? And so I just want to just talk, like, like, just for example, think about it. Like, like, can you imagine for just a second if we got married to the point of how we wanted to, like, get the name of Jesus out on social media? Can you imagine for a second? We use Instagram right now. Come on, how about our social media and our team out there? They are killers. I just love them so much, right? Some of y'all here because our social media team's just crushing it. Maybe you need to join the social media team. Come to Next in two weeks and jump on a team, all right? Uh, but, but I love that. Could you imagine for just a second, we use Instagram in order to, like, get the name of Jesus out, get the word about Jesus out to other people, get the word about what God is doing in our church out to other people. Can you imagine for just a second if we were married to the process of using MySpace Y'all remember MySpace? Anybody in here have a MySpace? Y'all the old people in the room right there, okay? Right? Like, like that was like the first Facebook, okay? So, like, like that was like where it was weird. Like, MySpace was weird, okay? But, but like, can you imagine if we just said, you know what? We're going to keep doing it the same way. We're going to keep doing it the way we've always done it. And we're not going to change the process. No, that we would not get the word out. The point would not be out there. And so, again, for me, we as a church are not married to the process, right? We can meet in Callaway County Middle School. We can meet here in our own facility. We could meet outside if we wanted to, but the point of why we meet will never change, and that's to lift up and honor and glorify the name of Jesus above all other names. So I just want to kind of start us out on that. Is that all right with everybody? This means yes in Kentucky. I ain't changed my, my idioms as I talk to you just because I'm in the Callaway in here, right? I'm going to keep saying that. This means yes in Kentucky and Tennessee for my Tennessee friends that are in the room, okay? Right, like I think about that. Again, I want you to know as a church that we are committed to the, not to the process, but we are committed to the point, and that is Jesus. And again, as we start this new season as a church, as we start this new, um, uh, this series that we're going to talk through our core values, I want you to know what it is that we believe as a church. I want you to just know that, hey, when life begins to happen, I'll talk about this in a second, who is it that we want to be and what is it that we want to be known for? And I think about that, and again, I think it's so important that you know what you value. Right, Because what you value is what you spend your time on, your energy on, your effort, your money, kind of your focus. That goes to what you and I value. And I think about that, and I want to just make sure we start off right as a church as we move into this new season, knowing what we as a church value over everything else. Right, And today we sung about it. The fact is that it's Jesus over everything. Right, If we had to stop at this one core value, our very first core value is Jesus over everything. And again, I want you to know that if we didn't have any other core values, that one would be good enough. Okay? But I want us to know a little bit, again, about what's gonna, what, what we're going to be known for as a church. Because if you haven't figured this out yet, uh, life changes real quick. Come on, somebody, right? Like, you know that. Like, life can change really fast. And again, I want you to know, I want you to understand that we always can't control what happens to us. But we can't control how we respond to what happens to us. And so, I want uh, again, it's raining outside today, right? Come on. How many of y'all got wet on the way in? Everybody did, okay? We just all wet. Everybody just nasty hair. You don't want any pictures of you online today because your hair is ratty and all that stuff. You know, I get it. Um, I, 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 but I want you to know, Stephen ain't got to worry about that. You know what I'm saying? He just, woo, all right then. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, but but I, what I want you to know, too, is that, that again, we can't control the rain outside, but we can control how we respond to that rain, right? We can control our spirit and how we react. And, and I think about that. When, you're, when, when life happens, 
Uh, what you need to understand is that what begins to, to come out of you is really what's on the inside of you. And that's honestly what you value. That's honestly what it is. I, I said from the very beginning, I talked to our serve team about the fact that, guess what? We want to be like an orange. Our church wants to be like an orange. And I got three up here because I haven't done this. It's the very first sermon I ever preached in my entire life. When I was 15 years old, I juggled on stage. Y'all wanted me to juggle? Y'all want me to juggle? Y'all want me to juggle? Oh, right, y'all didn't know you got a pastor and a clown. Y'all ain't ready today, okay? I'm just saying. I ain't ready for this new facility, okay? But, like, I, I want you to understand, as an orange, when you squeeze this orange, not a trick question, what's coming out? Orange juice, right? Let's talk about it. Orange juice is coming out of an orange whenever you squeeze it. Lemon juice ain't coming out. Grape juice ain't coming out. It's orange juice that's coming out of a lemon. Or out of a lemon. Come on. Rewind that tape. Take it out of there. Okay. Uh, uh, it's coming out of the orange. I want you to know that the same thing is true of you and I. When life squeezes us, when the pressure is on all around us, our values are the things that come out of us. The things that we really spend our time, energy, effort, money on are the things that come out of us. And I just want to, again, start us off from the very beginning knowing who we are as a church. Because this is not all this, like, like, I want you to know, this is the very beginning of what God is about to do in this place. And we got to know as we begin to grow and as we we begin to out, you know, reach out into our community even more that we, we want to know who we are as a church. And I think it's so important for you and I to realize that even in our own life. And again, I think about it, our very first value hinges on, all, all the other values hinge on this value right here, that Jesus is our point. Did you know also, though, that Jesus had a point for coming to earth? Did you know that? Did you realize that? That Jesus had a point. He had a mission. He had a purpose for coming to earth. I love what the Bible just talked about just a second ago as we were reading in Matthew chapter 4. And let me give you a little context just so you know. Right before this, what had just happened was Jesus had spent 30 years of his life just being uh, just, just a, every, like, like he hadn't started his public ministry yet. He was just serving. He was being a carpenter. He was doing all of those things. And I, I want you to know that when he was at the age of 30, what had began to happen was he began to go into public ministry, but before he did anything publicly, he was tempted privately. And I think that's something that you and I have to understand, that there's going to be a lot of public, uh, maybe affirmations for you or opportunities, but watch out in the private because that's where God really wants to do the work on the inside of you. And so Jesus, he was tempted by Satan uh, before he ever started his public ministry. And then right here in Matthew chapter 4, we see that Jesus begins his ministry. He begins walking out. He's walking down a road or down the sea of Galilee. And what he begins to do is literally he begins to point out people that should follow him, that he wanted to be known as his followers, as his disciples. And, and again, I think Jesus sets a template, a model for us as a church of what we should be about and what, who, who, what we should be known for as he starts his ministry. I think about that. What's Jesus doing? He's calling purpose out of people. What else is he doing? He's teaching, he's preaching, and he's healing in Jesus' name. Right? If there's anything that I want our church to be known for, it's the fact that we are going to call the purpose out of people. We're going to give them uh, an idea to know that, that let God on the inside makes a difference on the outside. He has put something there for you to use to make much of him. We're going to teach Jesus. We're going to preach Jesus. And I just believe that we're going to see healing happen in Jesus' name in this place, right? I believe that. Well, if y'all go, everybody going to clap and we all going to clap together. Come on. Right? I like that. I think that that gives us a good model for what we should be about. See, the word had gotten out about Jesus, right? The word had gotten out about him. That man, the word was spreading. That man, this guy named Jesus, he's incredible. 
And what began to happen was people in need, people of all kinds, began to flock to Jesus. Right? That's what began to happen. And I also think that, you know what, as I began to read that, you know what I was reminded of? I was reminded that that should be what our church looks like. Right, that we should be a church where, you know what, we envision a church that, that literally you're having to park a long ways away to get into the building. You know why? Because there's never an empty seat that people are coming to be able to encounter Jesus and hear the word of God taught, preached, and proclaimed in Jesus' name. And what that really reminded me of was a few years ago, I got to go to the, uh, the Murray State game. We got to sit on the front row uh, when John Morant was still playing, right? Shout out, John. I know you're watching today, man. We're glad you're here. And uh, why y'all laughing? Okay, um, but but I remember going to the front row, and uh, we were able to do that with with Katie and Clint, our best friends, and, and our oldest girls. And I remember sitting in that front row, and uh, the place was packed. Right, we were playing Evansville, and uh, their coach was a former Kentucky player. I love him a whole lot, and uh, so this is just like a, a just awesome. I was we were sitting there, and then John Morant, like last second, did a little ditty, and then laid it in to win the game. Right, and I thought about that, and guess what? The place erupted. Right, the place went crazy. It was awesome, and I started to look around that sold out, packed facility. And you know what I got to thinking about? I was thinking, you know what? I want church to someday look like this. And I want the CFSB Center to be packed full of people, so full, shouting about one name. Not the name of a basketball player, not the name of a, a sports team that we all love, but the name that's above every name. The name that is Jesus Christ. That at the name of Jesus, every knee has to bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Does anybody else see that when it comes to church? Come on, let's give them a big shout of praise all over this place. I see that, and I think about what John Wesley had to say. He said this, light yourself on fire with passion, and people will come from miles to watch you burn. And we're going to be a church that's passionate, white-hot passionate about the name of Jesus. And guess what? Jesus was a passionate man, and people from miles and miles and miles came to where Jesus was. And I love that. One thing you see is about Jesus is that everywhere Jesus went, people would turn up. Right? Everywhere Jesus would show up, people would turn up. And it, it was all different types of people. Watch what it says in verse number 24. Right there it says, news about him spread as far as Syria. And people soon began bringing him all who were sick. Somebody shout all. And whatever their sickness was or disease or if they were demon-possessed or epileptic or paralyzed, he healed them all. Watch what happened. Large crowds followed him wherever he went. People. That doesn't just say a certain type of people. That says all people. That everybody was flocking to this guy named Jesus. Again, I want you and I to know that and what I believe uh, is that people sense the passion that Jesus had. You read Matthew chapter 4 and you realize that guess what? The sick, the sinners, the outcasts, the ordinary, the ones that even had it all together, they were all coming to hear about this guy named Jesus. You know what that kind of started making me think about? is the point that Jesus had. And I want you to write this down. Is that our, our point is to point people to Jesus. Guess what? Jesus also had a point. One of his points was this, is that all are welcome. Is that all are welcome. That everybody's welcome to Jesus. See, what I love about him is that what Jesus would do is he would draw a line in the sand and he would stand firm in what he believed in. If you go back, we didn't read this verse, but if you go back to verse 17, he says this. He says, repent of your sins and turn to God for the kingdom of heaven is near. I want you to understand, Jesus never backed off of that. He didn't say, oh, it's okay, like you could do whatever you want to do. No, no, no. Jesus was saying, hey, you know what? you got to repent. you got to turn. You have to change, but let me do the changing. Come to me. You, you are welcome to come to me. You don't have to change yourself. Come to me, and I will change you. And I love that that point of Jesus 
is that all are welcome. He loved people so well. And I just pray that as a church, that as we open the doors of Purpose Church every single week, that people would sense that very same love that Jesus had, that we do have a belief, that we do have a point, that we believe that Jesus is the only way. He is the truth. He is the life. And that everybody is welcome here. You know why? Because all people were welcome to Jesus. And I don't know what it is that you walked in here with, from the nameless to the fam- uh, to the famous, from the obedient to the disobedient, from the sinner to the saint, from the unrighteous to the righteous. I don't know what it is that you walked into this place with, but I want to challenge you, and I want you to understand whatever sickness it might be, whatever paralysis that you've had in your family history for hundreds of years, or whatever disease that you've walked through, whatever it might be in your life, I want you to invite me or you to hear me today, that you are welcome in this house because you are welcome to Jesus. And I want you to know that, that Jesus is our point and that all are welcome to Jesus. That's so important for us to see. And I know today's going to be kind of basic elementary when it comes uh, to the message, but I want us to get this from the very beginning, that man, a relationship with Jesus is so important, that pointing people to Jesus is so important. And we see that it's not just one type of people, it's all people, that all are welcome. And not only is he healing people, but watch what he's doing. All people are welcome, even, even his disciples, his closest people, the people that would represent him, the people that would go out and make a difference for him. Watch about these dudes. I love that Jesus didn't just talk to them, but he loved them. You know what else he did? He called them. He gave them purpose. He changed them. And then he made him part of changing the history. He made him part of the story that Jesus was here to, 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 to tell. And I just think about a, uh, Andrew and Peter and James and John. And Jesus looks at these guys and he says, you know what? Come follow me. There's no application process. He doesn't say, hey, let me see your resume. Like, he didn't put them on probation for three months. He didn't, like, say, okay, Pinky promised that you ain't going to cuss like them other fishers and sailors out there, okay? Like, he didn't say that, okay? Uh, you get it, cuss like a sailor. Okay, sorry. Just my brain. He didn't, he didn't say that. That's not what Jesus said. He said, come follow me and be my disciple. And you got to understand that this is countercultural to anything that was going on back then. That only the people that had it all together were really the ones that could follow a rabbi. That only the people that really, like, they, they were smart enough, that they were, uh, they went to school and they learned about it. Only those people were allowed to follow other people. And when Jesus, what was he doing? All are welcome to me. Even people that I want to call my friends, even people that I want to be my disciples, I'm going to call them. And I'll just tell you, word got out about that too, right? Word got out about Jesus and the fact that, you know what, he's calling these guys to follow him. Like, what, what qualifies these nobodies to be your disciple? Yet, I love Jesus so much. He called them, and these men followed him just like that. They left everything. They left it all. And they said, Jesus, you're worth it. This encounter that I just had with you is so worth it that I'm willing to leave it all to come after you. And I think about it. We read that so quickly, and we just pass over it like it's no big deal but can you imagine for just a second everything that you've ever known all of the things that you've ever known in your life how you were uh, raised and what you had been told to do by your family and guess what happens in a moment you have to leave all of that to go after and follow Jesus can you imagine just the weight of that the incredible like 
Man, man, I'm leaving everything to follow Jesus. And I think we read over that so many times very quickly and very easy. But when you stop to consider who these guys were, the implications are staggering. If you think about it, if you read any of the other Gospels, which are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, just these four eyewitness accounts to Jesus, if you read any of those things, you hear these guys saying, uh, you know what, like, why does your teacher eat with such scum? Right? Can you imagine being known as that? Can you imagine? But guess what? That's the type of people that were welcome to Jesus. That any and all people are welcome to Jesus. And I love the other point of Jesus that I want to just point to in, in our church and in our life is this idea that Jesus' point, it's about relationship, not religion. It's about relationship, not religion. So I think about that and I think about what, what Jesus said. Again, I want to just spend a little time on that. He said, come follow me. It wasn't be good enough. It wasn't be qualified enough. Then come follow me. It wasn't, hey, change your behavior. Then you can come follow me. It wasn't follow these set of rules and then you can actually come to me. No, no, no. Those are cheap imitations of who Jesus and his point was. You know what Jesus' point was? Jesus' point was salvation to all that believed in him. That was the point of Jesus. It was come follow me, believe in me. And the point that Jesus was making is that we're all born sick that we're all born busted, but Jesus came to heal us. And the point is, is that you and I are sinners, but he came to call us to repentance. And Jesus' point was that there's grace, there's wholeness, there's life, there's mercy, there's compassion, there's forgiveness for all who put their faith and trust in him. The point is no matter who you are, no matter how badly you've messed up, no matter where you were last night, no matter what you've done over Christmas break, no matter what your past may look like, that you are welcome to Jesus. And the fact is, is that Jesus, the goal is not to get us to do things for Jesus. The goal is knowing Jesus. The goal is a relationship with Jesus. And if you put your faith in what he did on the cross, these men left everything to follow after him. They left it all to say, you know what? An encounter with Jesus is all I need to change my life. And that's exactly what happens. I, I say it like this. Jesus on the inside makes a difference on the outside. And then when you have Jesus on the inside, what begins to happen with you and me is our priorities begin to change, right? Our values begin to change. Our purpose is changed. Our, our, our point begins to change because following Jesus doesn't lead to like safer living. Actually, it leads to risk and sacrifice and change, yet it is the most rewarding and satisfying life out there. Jesus said, hey, I've come so that you can have life and have it more abundantly. The thief is coming to steal, kill, and destroy you, but that's not my purpose. That's not my point. My point is a relationship with me. My point is come to me, follow me. I will do the changing. And naturally, whenever Jesus does the changing on the inside, when you accept him in a moment, what begins to happen is this big churchy word that we call sanctification, right? Y'all heard that word? How many of y'all heard that word before? Wave at me if that's you. Our justification happens in a moment. Sanctification happens in a lifetime. Justification in Jesus. Where I used to, the old, old Baptist kid of me back in the day would be like, this, justified, never sinned. Come on, somebody, right? That's what justification means. It's putting your faith in Jesus. And in a moment you're saved, but it takes a lifetime to work you out of you and work me out of me. And Jesus begins to change you. He begins to mold you. He begins to use you for his glory and for his purpose if you'll submit yourself to him. And I just got this, this point that I want to start out with in our brand new church just telling you and I about is the fact that Jesus loves you, that all are welcome to him, 
And then it's about relationship over religion. I know that's simple. I know that's simple. But guess what? We sometimes overcomplicate it. We sometimes make it too hard for people to come to Jesus when Jesus just said, come follow me. Give me your life. Come follow me. I just want to ask somebody in this room, maybe that's you. You need to follow Jesus today. So I'm going to ask you to do this. Would you just bow your heads and close your eyes all over this room? I'm so thankful that you're here. I'm so glad that you're here. I think for so many of you, maybe you know Jesus, but I believe that there's some people in here that do not know Jesus. They don't have a relationship with Christ. Today is the day of salvation, the Bible says. I believe that you came here for a purpose, on purpose, and that God wants to use you, that God wants to change you, that God wants to save you. Like I said, it happens in a moment. It's just a decision that you and I make. When we say, you know what, I'm tired of being the Lord of my life. I'm going to put my trust in you, King Jesus. If that's you, and you want to put your faith and trust in Jesus today, I'm going to ask you to do something like this. You don't, have to, you don't have to just say it word for word, but I would just love it if you would just say something like this. And this is the gospel. Just say something like, Jesus, I know I'm a sinner, but I know that you died for me. I know that you gave your life for me. I know that you went to a cross of something I deserved. And I know that you died in my spot. And I know that they put you in a grave. But Jesus, I believe that you got out of the grave. I confess that my sin has separated me from you, but I believe and I trust that you are the Lord and Savior over hell, death, and the grave. And I put my trust in you today. Change me from the inside out. Change my heart. I accept you. I put my faith in you. And now help me live for you the rest of my life. Maybe that's you in this place. Maybe it's you watching online. So I'll tell you, we're so thankful that you made that decision. And I don't want it just to be a decision that you make and keep to yourself. Because again, it might get loud, as we sang at the beginning. And the fact is that Jesus on the inside makes a difference on the outside. And I just believe it to be so true that we want to be a church that celebrates life change. That celebrates people meeting Jesus. That celebrates people connecting to Jesus in relationship with Him. Not religion, not a set of rules, but a relationship with Jesus. And, and we want to be a church that celebrates that. But not only that, we want to give you a Bible. We want to give some tools practically in your hand that you can take and you can make the, uh, this, this decision that you just made to follow Jesus. Man, just begin to grow in it, begin to change, that God begins to change you. And we want to know that, not, not because just for us. We want to know that so we can help serve you any way that we can. It would be our highest honor just to serve you and your family um, and the fact that you made that decision to say yes to Jesus. So I'm going to ask you to do this in this brand, I mean, it's a brand new facility to us today. I'm going to ask you to do one thing for me. we got our prayer team that's up here on either side of the front of the stage, on the, on the far side there, and this side over here. And I'll just tell you, if you made the decision to follow Jesus, you know what I'm going to ask you to do? I'm just going to ask you to move on three. You're not going to be the only ones moving. Our serve team is going to move. Our serve team is going to kind of get ready to help host you on the way out. We're going to be giving in just a second. But I want to tell you, if you made that decision to follow Jesus, on the count of three, I'm going to count to three. I'd love to see you move. All right? One, two, three. Would you move? You're not the only one moving. Just know that. Awesome. online, you can just text the word PURPOSE to 
6488 that lets us know that you made a decision. We'd love to follow up with you this week. That would be incredible. Well, come on, Bourbon Church. Why don't we lift our heads up and stand to our feet, and can we give Jesus the largest ovation that we've given him all week long? Come on, y'all can do better than that. Y'all believe that Jesus is a, a salvation, the way to salvation? Man, if we believe that, come on, let's let the roof up off of this place. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. It helps out so much. For more content and information, head over to ourpurpose.church. We love you guys and hope you have a great week on purpose.